How do you know you're up to date? When you follow EMS World, you answer that question with confidence. Because when we say EMS World, we mean the whole world of EMS. The remaining question for you is how will you stay up to date? In print, online, at EMS World Expo, the world's largest EMS dedicated conference, and now in a podcast. Welcome to another episode of EMS World Podcasts. I'm your host, Mike McCabe. Our industry is filled with expectations. We have a penchant for relying on things to work simply because they always have without really understanding how or why. We also tend to focus on things that we know that we may be aware of or have some basic working knowledge of. I think that any level-headed individual would acknowledge that this can be short-sighted and lacks a progressive approach. Verizon is an American wireless network provider that everyone knows about, sees, and takes for granted. What you may not know about, however, are the robust capabilities that Verizon has behind the scenes in supporting public safety daily at a moment's notice. Within the expansive menu of technical services offered through Verizon is a multidisciplinary specialized group of professionals who make up what is known as the Verizon Response Team, or VRT. This group is made up of individuals with service experience in military, public safety, and advanced technology. Their mission is simple, to establish mission-critical communication to keep us connected. With me today to discuss exactly what this team is capable of is Mr. Curtis Mentz. Curtis manages the Verizon response team and has over 33 years of experience in the industry. Curtis, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it, Mike. Good to be here. We're doing a two-part series with Curtis on the Verizon response team, and in this episode, we are focusing on the all-important topic of preparedness. Curtis, you are also an EMT, so you understand that our industry loves specialized groups. Specialized groups, tactical medical groups, anything that is specialized and focuses on the common goal of achieving operational success resonates well with us. Since learning about your team, I would argue that you are right in line with the specialized teams that we are accustomed to. How, and I would ask more importantly, why has Verizon implemented a team such as this? Yeah, thanks for the question, Mike. So the Verizon response team has uh, certainly been around for many, many years, and we have long, rich histories with uh, public safety professionals, first responders, certainly the medical community. And, you know, from our perspective, it's very, very important that we bring that important communication element to those sectors and to those folks out in the field during their life safety events. Now, this could be, uh, as, as uh, you mentioned, been around uh, Verizon and its predecessor companies for quite some time. I'm based out of California. So we see a lot of different uh, disasters and crisis events in the area, specifically wildfires, which have been coming uh, more and more prevalent uh, in the area. But what's important is to be a good corporate citizen and give back to the communities that we do business in, it's really critical that we step up and provide an opportunity for uh, public safety agencies, hospital networks, um, and other government agencies, emergency management agencies, et cetera, to have an opportunity for us to help supplement their existing resources during large crisis events. Uh, 
they may not have as many communication elements uh, as necessary. So that's where we step in and we're able to uh, offer those mission critical communications to help during their, uh, their event and bring them back online. Which is, is great. And we'll get a little deeper into it that I don't believe that the awareness is there in the public sector and, and we have to do a better job with that. But this sounds like such a specialized resource and one that is so important. Who can access this team? support. Yeah, so um, certainly a, a wide range of uh, agencies and organizations. We do have a national structure with our Verizon response team uh, that uh, we are a rapid response organization and team within Verizon. And uh, we are available uh, 24-7, 365, simply by calling our uh, 800 number uh, into uh, our our company and the folks in our security control center take those calls anywhere in the United States and we uh, we head out to the field and work with those uh, requesting agencies and again it can be uh, you know any level of government from the federal uh, you know state local county volunteer organizations um, I have personally assisted hospital networks, uh, military, uh, ambulance companies, folks who have a need to help supplement their existing resources so that they're able to communicate. Really is remarkable since this is a 24-7 type resource that so many people don't really understand. But as I said, that need is there. You spoke a little bit about the term mission critical communications and maintaining that. Maybe you could go a little deeper into what specifically that means. Sure. We view mission critical communications when life safety uh, incidents are on the line. And, uh, in, in certainly it's, it's critical that the folks who are doing the work in the field uh, to support community and, and quite frankly, each other, have that reliable, resilient, um, secure connectivity, that, that wireless communication. So we really view it as uh, life safety events where um, people are maybe have an actual or imminent risk to life or property is is really uh, a good definition for mission critical communications when uh, we head out to the field to support those uh, that are supporting others so take me through that a, a little bit so you you tell me about heading out to the field to support these individuals and these entities what are you taking out to the field what are some of these devices that are helping these um the, these operations sustain the technology that they need to succeed. Yeah. So um, when the call comes in uh, and we're notified that we've got an operation out in the field, um, we usually ask two questions of the requesting agency or organization. What is the mission and what do we need to accomplish? We try to keep it very simple because um, what happens is that a, an organization may call up and they know that we're a, a wireless communication company and start asking for different types of 
uh, communication elements to bring out to the field. But again, we like to ask really a couple of questions to narrow it down so that we can bring to the field the proper elements. So again, what is the mission? What do we need to accomplish? What we've got available to us um, all throughout the United States is, uh, you know, very simply um, basic and ruggedized uh, cell phones, both uh, 4G, 5G, uh, voice communication. We use quite a bit of uh, data products uh, that provide a bubble of Wi-Fi that uses our 4G and 5G uh, cellular network. And we're seeing quite a bit more use and requirements from a data perspective versus a voice being uh, voice requirements being around for so many years uh, you know and I've seen this evolution of where voice was you know really important uh, during operations and what we're seeing is that so many things so many applications and and so many programs are now in the cloud um, what agencies and organizations need are a connection to the internet to access their files and forms and applications <clears throat> on so many different levels. Um, so that is, uh, that's a key component, the voice and data. Uh, also, uh, we have specialized equipment to be able to go out to zero coverage areas or where uh, the network was impacted by uh, a disaster, be it a tornado, hurricane, fire, or any other um, incident that might happen out there. So again, focusing back in on the, you know, what is the mission? What do we need to accomplish? It allows us to align uh, the necessary, um, I, you know, applications and resources. I mean, it could be as simple as a charging station. We have those available, but uh, lots of different um, uh, aspects. We do have uh, 100 plus drones and dedicated pilots. Uh, we may have to run a mission critical or a, a situational awareness, uh, I, I should say, a situational awareness um, uh, deployment. So uh, we do have uh, those available. So lots of different wireless communication uh, elements to really help solve that uh, task that is in the field. It's really cool, especially the drones part. Everybody is into that. And, and I mentioned in the opening how I feel we take technology for granted. Sometimes I feel that we don't even realize how reliant we are on technology and public safety. For example, last week I had the pleasure of being part of an exercise design team for a regional multi-jurisdictional all-hazards MCI. And as I entered the sim cell, I looked around and everyone was working on their laptops, their smartphones, their interoperable radio patch platforms, their patient tracking software. And, and it's truly incredible how we take this for granted. And although this was an exercise, I feel that planning for contingencies, um, even within exercises such as this and backup cellular and data options is something that we really should be looking into a lot better than we are. And I'm wondering if you agree on that. Yeah, that that's a unique, uh, the, the way you position that, Mike, very unique because all of those folks who were accessing all of those applications at all those various security levels 
imagine it not available. That's what I mean. Like, you know, I walk in there and I said, well, if we had a, if we had a catastrophic failure here, we're back, we're back to pencil and paper and voices. You know, that's where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, a key component to that is really looking at, at, looking at it at a more granular level or what I'd like to call a business continuity level. Um, and really stepping back and, and performing that critical thinking here of looking at people, you know, the, the folks who have the laptops and the phones and, and the tablets, quite frankly, are, are getting their work done. But someone really needs to add a element of uh, reality and say, all right, everybody, you no longer have access to the data network. What are we going to do? So you might fall back on, you know, paper and, and pen or pencil, right? Or you might start to think, well, we've got um, uh, satellite backup, which tends to be very popular in disaster environments. And, uh, you know, how, what does that look like? And so you have to have that, you know, that, that reality needs to set in because it is the, the data component is such a key element uh, these days in accessing uh, those, as I said, applications. So really the business continuity, um, but testing people, you know, pushing their limits in how are we going to stay connected during those catastrophic events? You know, we rely quite a bit on uh, fiber connections. We rely certainly on wireless networks or point to point. Um, but, you know, there's always a level of uh, vulnerability in the way we communicate. And if like in our team, we have to think differently all the time. So the Verizon response team, you know, we, we step back and think what we have available. If we did not have that routine uh, connection, how do we solve or, you know, what are we solving for or what do we need to bring to the table to keep the public safety professionals, first responders and uh, so many others who provide such a, um, uh, a, a valuable resource to the community. Without question, we need to start doing a better job injecting things uh, like that into our exercises so that, again, we, we understand the contingency that is there and how we are going to implement it. And dovetailing on that, in your experience, do you feel that there is enough awareness about the VRT in the public safety sector? And if not, how do we get this out so that there is a better awareness? Yeah, I feel as if we're moving in the right direction. That That's certainly um, uh, a, the positive here. Um, you know, we've got, uh, tr as I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast, we've got tremendous working relationships with so many different public safety agencies and organizations. Um, and so, you know, doing things like this podcast or being involved in industry organizations and having the opportunity to perhaps display our program in a vendor area of an industry organization or being affiliated with uh, uh, different professional organizations out in the field is, is really the way to do it. Um, I do know that, you know, the, the, the community, the public safety community is so well tied together. And when something works extremely well, 
and that it is spoken and repeated and shared at, at various um, meetings. Uh, it could be a countywide meeting, a statewide meeting. So um, we've got, uh, again, those great working relationships out there. Um, we're moving in a positive direction. There's no question about it. And certainly being able to talk about our Horizon Response Team uh, on this podcast and the folks who are listening to it, you know, certainly they're going to also, you know, share the, the value and benefit to others. Well, Curtis, this was great. I, as I said, we have a gap that exists with respect to the technology sector in our industry, and we rely so heavily upon it. And sometimes, as I say, we take that for granted. And knowing that there is a contingency platform and a specialized resource that exists is half the battle in us starting to plan for these types of failures. So I really do want to thank you for coming on with me today and and just going a little deeper into this so that the listener gets a better understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my pleasure, Mike. Uh, really appreciate the time. I would also say that uh, uh, more information could be found at verizon.com forward slash response team. Again, that's verizon.com forward slash uh, response team. And uh, there's lots of great information there. Uh, the 800 number is there. And uh, really appreciate the time. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you, Curtis. And I implore everyone to read up on the, the Verizon response team. Uh, as Curtis just said, www.verizon.com forward slash response team. There's so much valuable information to be learned. So thank you again, Curtis. And thank you for tuning into another episode of EMS World Podcasts. As a reminder, keep an eye out for episode two of this series with Curtis which will be on response and recovery, and which will highlight recent deployments of the VRT and the impacts of those deployments. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike McCabe. See you next time. This has been an episode of EMS World Podcast. You can find this audio and more like it on the podcast page of emsworld.com. You can also follow EMS World on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.